1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom
0: Welcome back to The Huddle. Dave Schwartz, Josh Wheeler with you. Live from Lambeau Field, our good friend Matthew Collar from Purple Insider joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Matthew, good morning. Thank you for making an appearance uh, so late. I locked this in last night. You're at Lambeau. So much has been made. I've been reading this week about uh, the field conditions from last year and the game from last year. What does the field look like this morning at Lambeau?
1: Well, trust me, we held seven stud cleats accountable this week. I mean, there must have been... There must've been a good 10 questions about the footwear. And I thought I've never yeah. heard this many questions about the feet since Rex Ryan was a head coach, but uh, you know, I, I think uh, it should be fine. I mean, looking outside at the weather right now and having walked in, it's a beautiful fall day in Wisconsin. I mean, there's really no precipitation. There's, there was a little bit of snow on my drive down last night, but no snow at all here. I mean, there's not even like a light mist or anything. I mean, so it should be a totally fine day. I think what happened last year was the game started at 325, and when the sun started to go down, Mm -hmm. there started to get a little bit of moisture on the field and everybody was slipping around. But I also think that they used that as a pretty massive excuse for a complete no-show. So if they play like (laughs) they played last year, I mean, if, if they play the same way, they will lose again. But this is a different team. Uh, the Packers team, it's a young, much younger team. Uh, and, by the way, they don't have Aaron Rodgers. And it's been very interesting to see uh, the reactions to now this team having to deal with not having an all-time great quarterback to make everything better again. Suddenly, they're talking about their coach uh being criticized weird how he won all those games with uh rogers (laughs) now it looks different i don't don't know it's amazing isn't it all the success yeah Uh,
0: you know the nfl stands for not for long uh bringing up that 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 quarterback situation jordan love uh he's not a rookie but he hasn't played a whole ton of games yet is is there a thought that brian flores is going to try to bring it to him blitz him as much as possible to get him uncomfortable
1: I mean, I think Brian Flores' bliss is just about everybody as much as possible, which, uh, which I, you know, I, I respect. But, you know, the thing is that there's a lot made of how much pressure he sends at the opposing quarterback. But where I think that quarterbacks have had the biggest trouble is really that he changes up his coverages a lot. And he changes up his alignments all the time, like every single play. So I... I you know, took a look at this with Cam Bynum and Josh Metellus and Harrison Smith and where they lined up this year, and it's it's all over the place. I mean, it's it's in the box. It's a deep safety. It's playing linebacker. It's playing in the slot. I mean, for all of those guys, and I think that for a inexperienced quarterback, um, you know, identifying where everybody is and what the coverage is going to be when you can never really tell uh, right at the snap, I, I think is going to be a huge challenge for him. And the, the numbers with Jordan Love when he's pressured uh, they go in the tank i mean they, yeah. he's made a lot of mistakes when he's pressured and you know I, I think that's always going to be the key but also giving that moment of hesitation and if he locks on to the wrong read you know trying to turn the ball over so you know we saw it last week um a little bit with with brock purdy turning the ball over and we've seen it the last couple of weeks after the first few weeks of the season they, they didn't cause many so I, I mean that's it's a key to every game of course but i think with jordan love what you've seen is that he is prone, even going all the way back to college, to making that kind of big catastrophic mistake, which is why the Packers are you know, looking up at the rest of the division at the moment.
0: Matthew Collar from Purple Insider joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Matt, it it seems to me uh, as the weeks go on we're seeing a little bit more of Cam Akers each week. Is this going to continue to be a split uh, between him and Alexander Madison? Are we going to slowly start to see more cam acres as the season goes on
1: i think it will continue to be a split but after what i saw from cam acres last week i was very much ready to have him playing a heck of a lot more um he had a couple of really he had a couple of really subtle plays that impressed me um the screen pass what he did before that he kind of faked a block on the linebacker and then you know kind of jumped out and and you know then slowly kind of played patiently behind his lockers and accelerate at the right time. Like you can see this guy's talent. Plus he's 220 pounds and ran a four, four, which is just not Alexander Madison, right? There's like yeah. an extra jolt. There's an extra burst to his game that uh, Alexander Madison does not have. And, and the other thing is too, Madison, where I've really been shocked is he's dropped a lot of passes. Uh, I believe he leads the NFL among running backs and drop passes, which I did not expect going into this year. And I think at times like being that RB one, has been a little maybe much for him. So I would expect it to be a, about a 50-50 rotation. At least that's kind of how it was last week um, with the carries. But if you told me that Cam Akers started to take, you know, the majority of those, I would not be surprised.
0: Okay. I'm switching my fantasy football lineup. I'm putting Cam <laughs> Akers in today. So thank you for the uh, for the info. <laughs> He's going right back uh, I in. I
1: wouldn't have I wouldn't I mean if I'm picking fantasy running backs I would probably go with some other ones before I got Well, there. I don't have this them. Year. I've had a lot of injuries
0: this year I'm handling. Okay. You know I'm what? with a lot they're of injuries. Pass. <laughs> yes. All right, good. Uh Matt, this was on uh, you wrote about this this week on uh, Purple Insider. It, does this game determine the Vikings' deadline and future apo- approach? I felt I thought last week's game was going to dictate that a lot about what happened to the 49ers. Do you feel like this game this week could really have a giant um, change as to what happens
1: on Halloween night? I think that it could um, because if they win this game, then you know they've got to make some phone calls and see if they can improve this roster because the uh, schedule coming up is very manageable. There's a lot of teams that they can beat. There's not a lot of scary quarterbacks coming up over the next about six games. And, you know, you could get right back in that race for the division. But if you lose and fall to three and five, and I saw a chart on this about their, like, playoff odds if they win or lose. And if they lose, it's like 30%. And if they win, it's like 50%. and that's a, I mean, that's a massive mm-hmm. difference in, in what the landscape looks like going forward. Uh, also, if you lose this game, there's another part of it, too, which means that all those light games on the schedule – or maybe not so light, if you can't beat this team. Because this is not a great team. This is a, a rebuilding, resetting, whatever you want to call it, Packers team that has been reeling after losing to the Denver Broncos. So if you can't beat them, then I can't really trust you to beat Atlanta, New Orleans, these other middling teams. Um, so then I, I think that they need to take those phone calls on Daniel Hunter if they don't plan on extending him. But if they're 4-4, four and four, then it's kind of on. So, yeah, I mean, you hate to – you know, do it like form your complete plots for the future based on this yeah. one game. But really, the the numbers and your playoff odds are impacted so significantly that you kind of have to.
0: You bring up Daniel Hunter, and, and I think there's obviously going to be a lot of people calling about him next week. What what is his relationship as far as your as far as you know with the front office? Is are they trying to convince him that his time here, you know, should keep going or is his mind elsewhere? Are they playing this out? It, it, it seems to me that if truly he just doesn't want to be here, then regardless of what happens today, you've you got to try to get something for him. But is there a convincing going on, or do you feel, do you get the sense that he's already made up his mind?
1: No, I, I think that Daniel Hunter wants to be a Viking, but I also think that he understands his numbers and his sacks And the stats that he's put up, and even the underlying stats of quarterback pressures and things like that, they match up with the best pass rushers in the entire NFL. And if you're not going to pay him like one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, then he's going to find somebody who will. And, I, and that's to me uh, been the factor, you know, over the last few years where we've had these discussions about extensions for him. But I think that he's going to hold steady on wanting to be paid at the same echelon as your, you know, sort of TJ Watts or Miles Garrett or so like the elites of the elite players. And for the Vikings, they have to be very shrewd when it comes to this because. Justin Jefferson is going to be the highest paid player at his position. Christian Daresau is going to be the highest paid player at his position. How many players can you have that are 20 you know 25 to 30 plus million dollars, um, even if you do make a change at the quarterback position and, and, and loosen up some some salary cap space, You can't have like three, four players who are all getting paid the most in the right. NFL. And the other thing is too, that, you know, I was looking at historically great pass rushers and how they age, and there are yep. some that age really, really well, like Julius Peppers, uh, who is, you know, into his mid-30s and was still getting double-digit sacks. Reggie White. But there's yeah. other, right, right. and But there's other guys, there's a lot of other guys who are in the same sort of the Neil Hunter, like not all-time great, but still very, very good who start to drift off in their, in their you know, early 30s. Even, you know, somebody like Jared Allen was not the same after, you know, maybe age 30, 31. Mm-hmm. And that, that's something you have to consider, too. Like, are you signing him to a five-year contract to make him one of the highest-paid players in the NFL when he's had the neck issue before, when pass rushers don't necessarily age that well? I mean, he looks fine to me now, but, I mean, you're, you're trying to project two, three years out because normally... They give out five-year extensions that are much closer to three. So, are you going to, you know, believe the production is going to be the same for those next few years? It's, it's a complicated formula that has much more, to, you know, going for it than just he's a great player. But I wouldn't be shocked if they still ended up working something out. Um, but you're right. If they don't feel that that's a possibility, then and they fall to three and five, like the, it would be idiotic not to do it. I mean, right. because the, right. you know that's a guy that's going to bring you back. A pretty significant uh, trade return. I don't think anybody else would be able to do that. But if you win today, I think that conversation's off the table.
0: Matthew Collar from Purple Insider joining us the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Last one for you, Matthew, because we spent about ten minutes talking about this already. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, always continually the the underrated and under respected quarterback. Where where is his future at this point? I mean, he he's playing. He's coming off arguably one of his best games against the 49ers, but he's 35 years old. He's probably going to want a a, a longer term or some sort of security in a contract. Is he a Viking next year? And and if he is, or if he isn't, where do they go from here?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I also think that um, as a shout out to Chad Hartman, we should call Kirk cousins properly rated. I I think everybody thinks (laughs) that he's, I think everybody at this point thinks that he's a very good quarterback who. Probably can't get you over the top that he's not Aaron Rodgers. Like everybody thinks that. Uh, nobody thinks that he's terrible. Nobody thinks that he's Joe Montana, right? Um, and that's the trouble though, is because with quarterbacks, you have to pay them all um, like they're the best, you know, in the league. Like that's just how it works. Like you're either on your rookie contract or you're earning $50 million. And if you're Kirk Cousins and you have another year where you throw for 4,800 yards and 35 touchdowns or something and uh, you know, your offense ranks somewhere around the top 10. Are you going to say, oh, yeah, no, I'll take a discount. I'll take a pay cut. Of course not. Yeah. But if you're the Vikings, you have to consider those other extensions. And you also have to consider if this team does not go deep in the playoffs this year, the accumulation of six seasons with one playoff win is just not enough. And, of course, it's not all its fault. But, like, trying to build around that massive contract is really difficult. So I think he's had a very good year, but it's it's – kind of in my mind very much similar to every other year where we're talking about really good numbers and a three and four record and you know we'll kind of see where it goes like uh, but i i think that their plan is to play this out and then move on and draft a quarterback but that could very much change depending on the rest of this season which (laughs) starts today again like you lose and this is this is the nfl right i mean it's ridiculous to based the future on one game but it's just kind of how everyone has to operate because there's so few games it's like well if they lose today and they end up missing the playoffs like pretty hard to justify bringing back an ex- a super expensive quarterback even right. if again not all his fault of course based on his play but that's just kind of the the formula that you have to do in the nfl with the salary cap and everything else
0: it is and and when you look at quarterbacks more often than not they are uh, guys that can absolutely carry your entire team. And every now and then there's a mix-in of a a Nick Foles, a Joe Flacco, uh, a Trent Dilfer, you know, guys that just kind of manage the game. And I'm hearing what you're saying, that Cousins may not be Tom Brady, but he's also uh, not Trent Dilfer when they won the Super Bowl. Because Trent Dilfer didn't do
1: much for that team. That was a defensive team that year. Right, right, correct. And that was uh, 23 years ago. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so, but I mean, all if you look at all the Super Bowls are pretty much either an all time great quarterback or yes. a quarterback on a rookie contract, and that's it. And you know, like the other thing is too that if you look at this setup, two great wide receivers, two great offensive tackles, a, a former quarterback is a coach who is very good at drawing up, you know, uh and, you know, route concepts and things like that, you couldn't ask for a better situation for somebody else to drop into. The question would be, you know, when you say like, well, he, you know, Kirk Cousins is very good. That's absolutely true. Could no one else do this? You know, could no one else cheaper. perform yeah. at a high level with Justin Jefferson, with Jordan Addison, but, but it's not easy because once you move on, then it becomes like, yeah, it could go really well, or it could not go well, and then everyone loses their job. So it's, uh, it's a very it's a very tricky situation that I'm I'm glad to be on this side of it rather than yeah. uh, Quisidaplimentos side.
0: All right, we're getting ready for kickoff. Matt, thanks for joining us as always. Purple Insider, great read. If you don't uh, subscribe, do. There's some great analysis in there. Thanks again, buddy. Good to talk to you. Yep, thanks for having me, man. All right, Matt Collar, Purple Insider. We'll take a quick break, come back, and wrap up this morning's show. You're listening to The Huddle on a 3
1: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only
0: $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? <laughs> only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.